welcome once again to the E-Bone Zone, as I invite you to sit back, relax, and listen for the 261st time on this Friday, December 3rd, 2021. I hope you enjoy this week's episode, Hometown History, The Aroma of Revolution. You could say this is the first episode of the podcast to be considered socially distanced. We've been outside the studio before, but never like this. The recording took place in two separate locations. I was in my studio, and my guest came to us from Cullowee, North Carolina, on the campus of Western Carolina University. This week, we meet back up with my good friend Charles Reese to dive back into the Hometown History series. And this time, we're taking a walk through Benjamin Cleveland's time in Wilkes County, And also, later in the episodes, you can look forward to a breakdown of the book called An Environmental History of the Southern Appalachians, written by Donald Edward Davis. If you're interested in picking up a copy after listening to this episode, a link will be in the description. Now, without further ado, we've got some history to brush up on. First up, let's review last time. We'd set up a background of history here in Wilkes County and how that shapes us today. And this time, we zero in on one man, Benjamin Cleveland. Could you start out by telling me a little bit about him and who he was, why he was important to our culture in Wilkes? Benjamin Cleveland was a, an American pioneer. So you've got people coming to the mountains in North Carolina for land and uh, other resources. And he's important because he was a colonel in the Wilkes County militia in the War of Independence, the American Revolution. One notable thing, or the most notable thing he's he's important for, is that he was a commander at the Battle of King's Mountain, a battle between Tory militia and rebel militia. Colonel Cleveland's victory there at Battle of the King's Mountain opened up other various victories, places like such as Guilford Courthouse and Cowpens, thus in turn led to Yorktown and the end of the American Revolution. So he was one of the key figures in ending the American Revolution. Tell me a little bit more about each of those battles that you mentioned and how they affect Wilkes County. What happened was with the Battle of Kings Mountain was uh, there's a a commander named Ferguson under Cornwallis, who Cornwallis was in charge of the entire British uh, army here in the United States or the British colonies during the war. They had just taken Charleston, South Carolina. And they were looking to push forward up north into North Carolina and Virginia uh, to take to take the southern states to cripple Washington. The Battle of Kings Mountain, uh, Ferguson and his men, that was part of that. They were pushing into North Carolina. So Cleveland and his boys from Wilkes County came down on the Overmountain Victory Trail to stop that push into North Carolina to defend our state. I noticed you also mentioned the Wilkes County Militia. If you know anything about that, can you tell me how exactly it was set up and what all was involved there? Militias are different from what you know we traditionally think of the American military and the revolution as having you know blue coats and stacks just like the British. They're all standing beside each other, kind of kind of like how how we imagine Civil War fighting. They're more uniform. Um, yeah, they're more uniform. You could join the militia. You were just fighting for your home. It was like neighbors fighting, essentially. You, you, you weren't really a military power. You were just guys that got together to defend your homeland. They were a lot less put together. 
They were ragtag. Their dog in the fight was to defend Wilkes County. It, it was to create America, but they, they wanted to defend their land. They weren't an organized military unit by any sense of the imagination. They just came together when they had to. So we're talking about the life of Benjamin Cleveland and the impact he had on Wilkes County. And what are some of those impacts that we still see in Wilkes? today. The official seal of Wilkes County is the Tory Oak. We see that on a governmental level. Robert, his brother's house is there at the Wilkes Heritage Museum, and you can go and visit it. Benjamin's still impacting Wilkes today. Actually, there's a very famous series on stars, and it's based off of books. And that series is called Outlander. And in the newest book, Go Tell the Bees I'm Gone, Benjamin is a character in that book, starting in chapter eight. With that series, one of the most famous TV shows and book series in the world, he's putting Wilkes County on the map. Also, you mentioned Robert Cleveland, Benjamin Cleveland's brother. Did he have as much of an impact on Wilkes County? Robert, I would say, did have as much of an impact as Benjamin. Benjamin actually left Wilkes County after the American Revolution, he went to uh, what is known now known as Cleveland County, Tennessee, and eventually the South Carolina frontier where he died, I think, of heart dropsy. But Robert stayed in Wilkes County his entire life. And Robert was also present at the Battle of Kings Mountain. In terms of impact on Wilkes County, Robert's impact, I, I would argue that it was equal to, if not greater, um, especially since we have Robert's house as an educational tool in historic Wilkesboro. As I was doing research for this interview, I noticed that the Battle of Kings Mountain was a big moment in Colonel Cleveland's life, and we've already discussed that some in the episode, but do you mind to dive in a little bit deeper on the effect of that battle here in Wilkes? The battle played a big part in Wilkes, but not only Wilkes, but America. The I was talking about how Ferguson or Cornwallis wanted Ferguson to, he wanted to move up into North Carolina and eventually Virginia. That battle, it was an overwhelming victory for the mountain men who were led by Cleveland. And essentially, Cornwallis was forced to retreat back into South Carolina. And that type of militia fighting really is what helped end the war because Cornwallis's supplies were destroyed. He lost two other battles, Cowpens and Guilford Courthouse, because of the Battle of Kings Mountain. They were, there's direct correlation there. And since he didn't have supplies, he was forced to move to Yorktown, Virginia. And Yorktown is where Washington defeated him and thus ended the American Revolution. The Battle of Kings Mountain was a, a catalyst or the turning point in the American Revolution. The men of Wilkes County played a large role in that. Do you think we could get a broader sense of the effects of Cleveland's time on our culture? I've got to ask you this. How would you paint a picture for people listening of the impact of the Revolutionary War as a whole on our county? Our county is a western county in the Appalachian Mountains. So if you think about the Appalachian Mountains pre-late 1800s, it's not very developed. Western expansion had not started yet past the Appalachian Mountains. We were the Wild West, essentially. Americans wanted the freedom to expand west and Wilkes was one of the early areas in the country's history for expanding West. Part of that wouldn't have been possible 
without the American Revolution. I said at the top of this episode, we'd be breaking down a book as well. So do you mind going over the basic premise of an environmental history of the Southern Appalachians? Yeah. So an environmental history of the Southern Appalachians was written by Donald Edward Davis. It goes through early years of the Appalachian Mountains post-colonialism when Europeans came here until now. And it actually goes into a little earlier before Europeans came here. So it's talking about the environmental impacts of Western expansion and how our culture is affected by those environmental impacts. Sometimes we play a part in it. That, I think, would be really an interesting read. And I think it would be a good point now to hit some of those bigger points you made a bit harder. Let's zero in on some of the important aspects of this reading. What do you think the most enlightening part of it is that you've found so far? The most enlightening part for me is how we as Appalachian Americans are affected by large, large corporations and have been since the beginning of settlements here in the Appalachian Mountains. For instance, in the 16 and 1700s, there were companies in Europe that were paying for deer skin. Now, we used to have elk in North Carolina. We used to have catamounts. We had buffalo, bison here in the North Carolina mountains. And large companies paid the people who lived, who did not have much money in the mountains, pretty large sums to go and kill those animals. And there, weren't, there were not any laws that prevented that. As a direct result, we don't have elk in, besides Cherokee. We don't have bison. We don't have catamounts because they were all killed. Once those animal populations were destroyed, those corporations moved on to paying Appalachian Americans, who again were not paid much money to destroy the forest, logging. So while the people who lived in the mountains didn't make anything, large corporations made a lot and our land was being destroyed at the same time. I think one of the most interesting things about this book so far, or at least the way you've described it, is seeing how one thing, the big businesses coming to town, change it forever. If you think about the history of Wilkes County, we've been involved in that. You have Daniel Boone and others who were fur trappers. Cherokee were fur trappers. When the Spanish came to America, disease came to the Appalachian Mountains, even before settlers had got there because of the because of trade routes. And in this book, it described uh, only one out of every 20 Native Americans survived smallpox. Um, And that forced them to trade as well. So it's been happening for a long time. And that looks like all the time we've got. It's gone by pretty quick, I'll admit. Thanks once again, Charles, for sitting down with me. I always enjoy learning about the history of my hometown and finding out where I and the people I grew up with come from. Thank you. You're very welcome. I always enjoy it. And I hope we can get back again together for another episode of the Hometown History Series. Oh, we definitely will. It's always cool to me to look back into the history of the town I grew up in. And if you're anything like me, I can bet you enjoyed this week's episode as well. If you want to take a deeper dive into anything we looked at in this episode, all you need to do is check the links in the description. I've got some extra information about Benjamin and Robert Cleveland, and also 
a place where you can pick up a copy of the book we discussed, An Environmental History of the Southern Appalachians, written by Donald Edward Davis. I appreciate you tuning in once again, and until next week, I hope to see you back very soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I'm really glad you could make it, and I hope you enjoyed the festivities. If you want to stay connected to the show, I'd invite you to pop on over to Facebook or Twitter and give the page a follow. Just search Ebone Zone on Facebook and Official EBZ on Twitter. If you're new, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next week, my friend, God bless you, stay humble, and remember, keep an ear out.